things my family did I am not the voices in my head I am not the pieces of the brokenness inside I am light I am light Hello everyone and welcome back to the Being Inspired radio show. My name is Amanda Johnson. I'm your host and I am thrilled to have with me another guest today who lights me up whenever I speak with her or even think about her or see a picture of her. I love to think of how I have met each of the guests on my show, the way our lives have divinely been guided to cross paths at one point or another. And my guest today, we were just reflecting on our first meeting, which was virtual, which happened just over a year ago now. I was in Mexico on a bit of an adventure, and this lovely woman, Libby Crow, had connected with me on Facebook. We had connected. She reached out and said, I'd love to have a conversation with you. And I remember being really blown away by that, that she would take the time to reach out, that she wanted to get to know me. And we had a Skype date as I sat outside near the beach, and I was vibing so high after our conversation, when you talk about high vibration, like this, this woman embodies that. And I felt it from thousands of miles, well, maybe hundreds of miles away. And she continues to do this um, to me each time I interact with her, or see what she creates and puts out into the world. So I am so blessed and excited to introduce all of you to Libby Crow. Libby is a human sparkler literally. She is a human sparkler living in sunny Santa Monica, California, who helps people live more elevated lives and expand into possibility. With a background in teaching in the public school setting, she now teaches entrepreneurs globally in the field of personal and business development and marketing through her online programs, retreats, and workshops. Libby, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, love. What a dazzling intro. It's it is always so true. And I I'm I am just so grateful to have such incredible people in my life that I get to know and that I get to have conversations like this with. And and I I love the diversity and the similarity that we all share. You know, every guest is a has their own flair, their own authentic way of being in this world, and you are certainly no different. And we share so much in common these deep truths, this wisdom, this insight that we all have. Um, and, and I love that we get to then bring it to our audience in this way and through your stories and your experiences. And for those listening, you may know by now that when I have a guest, what I like to do is ask them what is really present for them. Um, what's really in their being that they wish to bring forth. And when I, when I asked Libby this question, she responded with some things that are really present for her and her business. And we'll probably talk about some of those um, throughout this conversation. But these themes emerged. And some of those themes were around trusting one's self and trusting the path that, you know, everything leads to where we are in this moment in time, that 
there were stepping stones that got us to this moment or that got Libby to this moment in time and how that, how we can feel aligned and excited and have a deep knowing um, of where we are. And based on what she sent me, I found a quote that um, I thought pointed to this in some way. And I have a few books that I go to regularly. These are in some ways my resource books, my reference materials. And I flipped open A Course in Miracles as best as one can flip open an electronic book on a Kindle. <laughs> and I, I flipped through some of the pages and uh, one of the quotes spoke to me that I wanted to share with you. And as I share this quote, I'm going to ask Libby and those listening to close your eyes or, you know, be fully present to what it is that you're listening to as I read it. My sincere belief is that whether whatever we read or consume um, can speak truth to us if we're open to hearing it. So hearing what I have to share from A Course in Miracles, we will use that to dive into this conversation that I know is going to be juicy and full of light. So. Here's what A Course in Miracles says. A healed mind does not plan. It carries out the plan it receives through listening to wisdom that is not its own. I'm going to read that one more time. A healed mind does not plan. It carries out the plan it receives through listening to wisdom that is not its own. Libby, what does that bring up in you? What truth does that share with you? I love that. I'm glad you read it twice, too, because A Course in Miracles can be wordy, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's, it's so funny. I was just talking to a friend this morning at the farmer's market about something similar and relating back to like trusting the steps and the, and the pathway to where we're at now. When I hear that quote, I really think about when we have a hit from wherever the hit comes from to do something, it's like not, not then turning it into a thought and a fear and a worry and just doing it. And I think sometimes what we can do is we can go into curiosity, like, well, I have a hit to do this, but will it bring me this? Is it the right path for that? Is it the smartest thing, you know? And we can kind of spiral into that way. And this quote kind of reminds me of just you're having the hit because it's the next step for you. Whether you realize kind of why or not, it's kind of the next thing. So my friend and I were talking about she's multi-passionate, as many of us are, and just picking one thing and just trusting herself to do that next one thing. And we were just saying how, you know, you can get overwhelmed by overthinking. And so this quote really just fits in perfectly. <laughs> we were talking about radical self-trust paired with radical action, right? So it's like, just do it because no matter what, you're going to get what you needed out of it. And um, yeah, it definitely helps you activate your, your self-trust muscle when you do that. That's beautiful. Oh, so it's the radical self-trust and the radical action. So when we hear those, we get that hit we don't go into, we don't spiral into fear, doubt, questioning, is this the right one? Is this not? That reminds me of something actually also that I experienced myself last year 
where I was thinking like, oh, I need to be really clear. I need to have all this clarity. You know, I need to know what's coming. And then I, like, I heard this voice, right? Wherever it came from, I heard this say, if you take the next step, it will, you will become more clear. Like it's by taking the next step that the clarity reveals itself. And that feels really true, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's, you won't, you don't know until you know, right? (laughs) It's that, I always say that you don't know until you know, and it's the same thing. It's like, you'll never know exactly what was meant to be unless you just do it. That's awesome. How is this coming up in your own life right now? So like, what's, is there, is there, is this resonating for you? Like, are you in that space and time right now? Or have you been recently that you could, that you could point to? Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of the times this specific thing comes up for me in business and, and being an entrepreneur and a creative person, because I'm, I've always seemed to in the last four years of business to transform and to change a lot. And so I can come up against resistance of like, okay, well, I've been doing this thing for this long and I'm a little nervous to do this next thing. Is it the right thing? Um, or, it, or will it, you know, lead me in this path that maybe I perceived as wrong? And, and so definitely, like, when I was traveling in Indonesia and India for a couple months in August and September. And when I got back, I had more clarity, but I was still coming up resistant coming up to resistance within myself of like, I don't know if this is the right next move and, and just all of this like fear and doubt. And it felt more amplified than it had in the past when I've made transitions and changed things up. And for some reason it was like, I just, I just felt stuck. I was just up against a hard place. Like there, there was no forward movement, but in my heart I knew, but every other part of me was like, no, it's, I don't know. It seems too much. And then and then I do what I feel like everyone benefits from doing is I hired someone to help me, right? A coach, a mentor. And again, it's just the reminder. You don't know until you know, until you do it. And so to have that external reminder and that external support of, of listen, you have this feeling for a reason, do it and see what happens, you know? And that's what really helped move me, move me through it is talking it out with someone else and them almost giving me permission to just trust my trust my gut on this and it's okay if it's messy and not perfect it's just just doing it and trying it out yeah because the again if we do believe and trust and as we journey through life and if we're open especially anyone who has a spiritual bent we may sense that there is um, we can accept what's going to happen it's all been like nothing is a mistake to your point, you know, whatever we experience is it's for a reason. I mean, it's going to benefit us. It's going to, you know, we're going to need that piece, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever, for the next step, we're going to have to have gone through this one first. So, to, you know, start to see that as an acceptance. I I love what you're sharing. And I am so curious if you can ex- go more into detail. Like what is, what was this thing? Are you willing to share with us? What, what is that? Yeah, thing that you came up against, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, just as I've kind of changed a lot and grown a lot in the in the last few years, um, so has what I sell, right? What I market, what I help people with, the way I serve the world. And I was in this transition of doing kind of a, a an umbrella of life coaching in a lot of different aspects, and. 
I felt like it was exhausting and draining for me. And that's when you know it's not what you're supposed to be doing, right? It should elevate you. What you're doing should elevate you, not just at the end of, of when someone's made a transformation or gotten through big obstacles. So I was in this weird place where I was really good at what I was doing, but I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was in my zone of genius doing it. It didn't feel the best for my, my soul. And so I knew I had to make a change, but I had built up this business and it was successful. And, it, and so it was almost like even a letting go before I could even embrace the next step, right? So it was like even, even before the guts to just go forward with the action, it was the letting go. And so I, yeah, I traveled for a few months to give myself some time and space to kind of recalibrate and reset. And when I got back, it was decision time, right? It was like, okay, now I'm choosing the next thing. So I've let this this other thing, this other part of me go. And so that's exactly what I'm speaking to is this new business of that I was marketing and that I am doing now, which is business coaching and helping people with online businesses. But it felt like it felt like a letting go and something brand new that it was it's just a lot, you know? And it's one thing, like you said, to talk about divine trust and all that. And it's another thing to do it, right? Embody it. It can be it can be a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of these ideas are like, oh, sure, let's look yeah. and throw those words around. And then <laughs> to be in it, that's that's a whole nother experience for sure. Yeah. And I love that you through your travels and that you you physically let well, I love that you pointed out that you had to let go. And um, and I, I agree. Sometimes, you know, and I hear this from so many people, it's like, well, I'll I'll let go of this once I know what's next, or yeah. I'll you know, I'll, I'll quit my job or I'll, you know, I don't know, stop doing this and I'll start doing that. I'll break up with this guy when I know or whatever. We have this tendency and this is so human of us to say, well, I need to know the, you know, I got to know what the next step is. And, and I think it's so important to, and what a gift to you that you said, you know what, I need to let this go first. That is what is going to bring me the clarity and then the the what I need to take that next step forward. And what came up as you were talking about that is I'm I'm reading a book right now by Thich Nhat Hanh, who is a Zen Buddhist and and a, an incredible spiritual teacher. And he, his whole thing is that you know freedom is happiness, and to access freedom means we actually need to let go. Right? It's not freedom meaning I have all the money in the world and I can do whatever I want with my time. I mean that's maybe freedom for some of us. And freedom truly is because we have let go of who am I? I am a life coach who has a successful business and that's, you know, or I am, you know, in this job or I'm married to this person or whatever we, and and as long as we are unwilling to let those things go, we are, um, we are imprisoning ourselves to something. And it's through that, that we experience freedom and then freedom leads to our happiness. I mean, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, it's it's almost like the grieving process is scary for people, so we just don't go there. We're like, I don't want to let that go because that's going to be painful and that might hurt, right? Right. But it's it's like the more we practice it, the easier it becomes, and I I completely love it. And when we when we let go of different identities, it's like we can let go of any contracts or justifications that we've made around that, right? Like that it means something about us what we do. And yeah, it's, it can be a lot to let go of identities and, and all those little attachments. And um, sometimes literally going to another place is a big help, right? To physically remove yourself from that same energy. 
Yeah. And I can imagine, I mean, especially you who for years have had this, you know, a successful business, it's very, um, it's out there. I mean, people see you, right? I mean, you have a following, people know who you are. Um, you've been doing this and I can imagine, cause you're right. There is a grieving process and it's okay if it's painful, right? I think you're right. We want to avoid the pain. And yet what if we embraced it, if we let it move through us? Um, but yeah, I can imagine what was that like for you? Cause I'm, I'm curious. I can, I'm anticipating that there was some pain or discomfort or grieving. Yeah. You know, there's like two things that are popping in my mind here. One is like the, the whole thing that I felt was really just a bunch of stories that I made up in my mind about what other people might think. Right. And when I was able to kind of work through that, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why would any human not want another human to be successful and love what they're doing? Right. So it was, first of all, just working through the stories in my head. Um, because the truth is, I, I think we, we deeply, most of us want the best for each other, the, the best of the best for each other. And if my friend is not enjoying 150% what they're doing, of course, I'm going to support whatever he or she, you know, wants to do instead. So it was mostly working through the stories in my head. <laughs> But, and then another thing though, that kind of prepared me for the letting go is um, when my dad died five years ago, I really got a full on experience of, of letting go and grieving. And I think sometimes, unless we have huge things that shake us in life, where all these little things really do feel like big things. And so it's perspective, right? Like I really had to drop down into perspective. Like this really isn't as big of a deal as I'm making it. Like there are far worse things to let go and grieve. And like we can make things bigger than they are, right? It's like, that's kind of what it was. It was a combo of working with the stories in my head and realizing that I was making this into something so big that that could be really simple. That's that's beautiful. And I actually, you know, I mean, you've had the life experience, um, which some of us have, and certainly, you know, and some of us haven't, you know, in terms of having one of those big kind of momentous opportunities to grieve, um, to really understand what it means to lose, or well, to (laughs) re-explore what it means to lose, right? And are, is it lost? and, And what does that look like? And can we let go of some of the attachments and beliefs around all of that. And I can only, I can only imagine um, what that's like. And yet I love how you pointed out that that could be a perspective, right? That allows us perspective. And again, as you were talking, Thich Nhat Hanh came to mind. He's very present for me right now. And um, he uses this beautiful analogy of, you know, the waves in an ocean. And he talks about how when, as long as we're identified with being the wave, it kind of sucks, you know, I'm, I'm obviously paraphrasing here, but you know, he talks about, we go up and then we go down, we go up and we go down. And like, as a wave that feels really crappy. Um, you know, we have these moments of joy and bliss, and then we, we lose, we have loss and suffering and pain. Um, and, and so if we're identified with the wave, we are going to, it's going to feel really tumultuous. And, um, and his, his invitation is that we remember that we are the water and as the water, it is completely unchanging and we don't change. The water does not change whether or not it's at the top of the wave or at the bottom, right? When it's, when it's peaking or when it's crashing, the water is still the water. And so there's this sense of 
um, potential peace that can come with that. We might be able to enjoy or at least find joy. If we can't enjoy, we can find the joy in those moments. But I think that's, I think part of what you're saying too, which is you practicing that, giving yourself the permission to feel the lows that come with this and to, and to not get carried away, right? Because I think that's the other thing, whether sometimes it's just our stories and what we are telling ourselves that makes something feel so much bigger than it is. You know, it makes the wave 10 times higher than it really is. And so we um, may have more fear in terms of the crash that comes after. Yeah. Beautiful. I love, you're making me want to read this book. <laughs> Please. It's called You Are Here. Yeah, you Are Here great. by Thich Nhat Hanh. He's so, he's I love any kind of ocean cool. examples because um, I live by the ocean. So I'm all about that wave, that wave example. <laughs> mm, it's a good one. I, I, yeah, it's a really good one. Um, so, so what else, you know, you were talking about this idea of trusting yourself, knowing you're on, like, you know, where you're supposed to be and that everything led you up to this point in time. You know, what's, um, what else do you want to say about that? You know, yeah. how are you seeing that in your life? <laughs> well, what's funny is that I used to never be like a spiritual person at all. Like if someone would be talking about divine timing or the flow, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Um, so I grew up pretty like in the, the science of achievement versus the art of fulfillment. You know, like I was pretty much like in my head, cerebrally focused, like get it done. I'm from Wyoming, do the thing, work hard, you know? And it wasn't until the past probably two years that I started to develop more of my spiritual muscle and learning what all of this is even about. <laughs> and, and so for me, what I found is like this self-trust and time, trusting timing and all of this that we're kind of speaking to um, has been really seeing what it's like when someone else is living completely in that way. Like for me, I had to see the extreme and to see see people and be around people who are so living in the flow and trusting and um, having magic in every moment and and being the magic and all of this hippie stuff that I was like, what, you know? And to be on the other side of that and to experience it has has opened my eyes and my heart to it. And because of that, I've been able to see more synchronicity and to, to experience more beautiful omens and to really take a mindful step back and look how everything is unfolding when I trust versus not seeing any of that beauty and just thinking this is life or this is just how things are. So really for me, it's like being in an environment and around people that this is the way they live. They live fully, um, fully in, in like this land of possibility, this land of creation and trust. And, and that's been a huge turning point for me to see it all and to be with it all. And I think sometimes like we can underestimate like going to one side of the pendulum. Like I definitely swing sometimes with, with, with things like I'll go on one side of a spectrum and fly to the other side of the spectrum. And, and to kind of experience both ways of living helps you realize kind of where you sit sit in it. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at and how I've kind of developed all of this self-trust muscle and um, my spiritual muscle is by, by having both extremes and finding where I fit. 
if that makes sense. Totally. I, and actually I love, love talking about the pendulum swinging and the balance and personally, I, I feel this is quite common. Um, and I certainly know it's, it's been my experience where the pendulum does swing. And personally, I think that is how we find our balance to what you're saying. If I haven't reached out and put my hand on both sides, you know, I somehow I've envisioned like a big sphere. <laughs> and I'm like, if I'm, you know, I got to kind of push on one edge, and then I got to go way over there and push on the other edge. And until I've done that, I'm not really sure how I can find my center. Um, I think some of us do talk about, you know, wanting to avoid the extremes. And I agree to live in either extreme isn't a balanced position. And yet, I believe one paradox that we may experience in life is we need to know what those are until before we can find our balance. And so I think for you to say, perhaps there had been, if I understand you, you know, it's like I'd lived my life very cerebrally and it's like achievement driven and it's you know there's really no this idea of the divine and things being you know according to some other plan that I don't know about is like woo woo like hippie shit and then let's go all the way to the other side and really live immerse myself into living with more trust more flow and seeing what that has brought up and I'm curious if there is because here's what I've, I've thought for myself and, and certainly maybe for some of the listeners it's like yeah okay I've heard people talk about this but what does that even mean? Right. I mean, and I think about that in myself, myself and, you know, what are some of those synchronicities that you've seen or where, how have you, what has revealed itself to you when you're like, you know what, let me step back and just trust. Is there an example, uh, you know, a bite that comes up out of your life as you look back on it? It's like, that is a great example of where that happened or what yeah. that looks like. Oh my gosh. I have so many examples, Amanda. <laughs> Like, I feel like my whole life is a ball of synchronicity um, ever since I just, like, released any attachment to things like, rah, 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 you know. Um, but here are two things that come to mind. Like, ever since kind of dipping into that other world and, and experiencing this flow life, um, two things come to mind. So the first thing is I did this. Have you ever heard of, like, those spirit animal card readings? It's like tarot reading, but you find your spirit animal. I've heard of them. I've never had one, but okay. I'm, I'm somewhat familiar. They're really cool, by the way. There's probably lots of different decks, but so I, I had one of those readings done and I remember the, the only parts out of all of my spirit animals, there's like a lot that I remember are the ones to my left and my right. And the ones to the left were always my butterflies and the ones to the right were always my hummingbirds. And I can't tell you how many times since I've been told that that there are constantly butterflies to my left and hummingbirds to my right. And it just so happens that like, I live in a neighborhood where this is, this happens all the time. Like I could have got a bear or like a fox, right? Where it's not going to happen very often. <laughs> and it's just these symbols constantly showing me that I'm on the right path and I'm in the right place. So there's one that comes to mind and whenever it happens, which is almost every other day, I just get chills and I'm just like, oh, and I put my hands in my heart. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, I can, I see this. I feel this. I'm grateful, you know? And um, so that's one thing that comes to mind. And another thing that comes to mind is the power of manifesting. And when you are just like, you put a wish out into the world and you're unattached to it, but you're, you're into it. I mean, like crazy manifestation happens and it happens to me all the time where I'll just like my eyes just start dripping tears because I'm so freaked out about it <laughs> like I'm like oh like I can't believe this happened like I just think it and then it happens you know and I think these little subtle things that that we experience are just reminders of 
see, look what happens when you trust and you love and you're, you're in that flow. So I, my body was totally lit up. I loved, so when you first, first of all, what you said, and I think this is so, so important um, for all of us to hear is it was, it, it wasn't that these synchronicities finally started happening in your life. It was that they've been happening your entire life and you finally started to notice. And I think that's important for all of us. Like, I think some of us might want to go around believing, oh, no, this, those things don't happen to me. or Does it? No. My belief, and I think what you've just demonstrated with your story and what you shared is it's always happening. And it's up to us if we're going to pause, put our hand on our heart, smile and say, wow, thank you. That's amazing. So we get to choose if we see the synchronicities, but it's not like they aren't happening, right? They are every moment of every day. So that's huge. And then, oh my gosh, Libby, if you only knew, so I've never had a spirit animal card reading or I even hardly know. I mean, I like remember someone saying, oh, you know, cause that was kind of my thing. I'm like spirit animals. What are you guys talking about? Like angels? I don't, you know, there's still so many things that I, I don't pretend like I know or understand fully. And yet I remember actually the, and how about this? The first time I even practiced this whole idea of uh, manifestation, you know, someone, it, it was a little, a little, like we were going to test it out. So the, the, the game was to um, think about something that you want to see. Well, guess what I chose? I'm like, I want to see a hummingbird. Okay. And I don't know why I chose a hummingbird, but I did. And I remember for first, okay, weeks went by and I never saw a hummingbird. And I'm like, why am I not seeing a hummingbird? I'm looking for one every single day. Where is it? Where is it? I'm going to like, every time I'm walking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, and I never see one. And then I sit down for lunch one day with a group of friends and someone orders a drink and she goes, I'd like the hummingbird, please. And I was like, what did you just say? And she's like, I'd like the hummingbird. I was like, oh, that's too weird. Okay. And then I let it go. And then the next day I was sitting at the park. And I'm sitting there on the phone and a hummingbird, and I swear, comes right at like eye level and hum, like is, is whatever it does, floating. It's, it's floating. <laughs> uh, it's floating right like three feet from me. It's like just nearly an arm's length away, just over. And I thought, are you kidding me? And it just sat there. So ever since then, I'll be honest, a hummingbird will appear at various times in my life. And almost every time it does, I get a sense of, yep. I got it. I hear you. I'm being supported. And then butterflies have been showing up all last summer. I would take a walk like every day. And every day I took a walk, I would see the same, I swear it was the same butterfly. It was the same coloring. And I would see it like a different parts along my walk, but it would always show up. And every time I saw it, I just said, thank you. You know, I see you. You're, you're here to remind me that I'm on my path and that I'm being supported. So I, I love that. First of all, we share the spirit animals because there are lots of them. <laughs> yeah. Those are great ones to have, <laughs> I gotta say. So I just love that. And so you're you're what I hear is that you're 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 open to it. And you're now that you're you're open to receiving it without being attached to it, right? Because that's how you said you manifest. So you set it out, you set it out, you say, This is what I want, this is what I desire. I'm not gonna be attached to it, and I'm gonna be open to receiving it. Because that's what happens, I think, for so many of us is that we just close the door on that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, I got chills when you're telling your story too, because I think like in the alchemist, they talk about this a lot where, and this is my perception of all the omen talk in the alchemist. It's like omens are seeking us as much as we are seeking them. So if you're both, I feel like omens are always seeking you. So if you're willing to be the space that I was also seeking them, you're going to see them show up all the time. 
Yeah. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. So butterflies and hummingbirds and trusting and our paths. Yeah. <laughs> and so that you, we get, yeah, we see what unfolds. And so now you have the courage to take that next step without necessarily knowing if it's the right one, where it's going to lead, what's it going to do for you, right? Yeah, I mean, if we were to set and rig everything up perfectly so that everything, we had everything set all the time, would we ever do anything, right? (laughs) It's like, there's never Mm -hmm. a perfect time and there's never a perfect circumstance to like do something wild and awesome or just to do something. (laughs) I just feel like the... (laughs) Like life is aligned exactly as it should be for you to trust what you want to do next. And if that looks like things might be tight financially, if that looks like you're really having to stretch yourself and and reevaluate priorities, like whatever that looks like, you're going to have to bend a little bit and that's okay. So it's also getting real with like, not everything's always going to be perfect, you know, when you decide to take whatever next step you're taking or whatever leap that you're taking. Mm, Awesome. Oh, such such wisdom. Yes. So yeah, we're we're inevitably going to encounter resistance. There's always going to be an excuse. And um and I think what I've certainly learned and and maybe you can attest to as well is that the more we then practice saying, you know, thanks but no thanks to that resistance or to that fear or to that doubt and we move forward anyway, we start to see and experience how everything is okay you know, and everything is in some ways perfect, meaning it, it it's exactly as it is meant to be, you know? So it is, and by doing that more and more and more to your point, I love it. You know, it's like you're strengthening your spiritual muscle. You're strengthening your trusting muscle. And I think that's, that's the journey. Yeah. I always like talk about it. Like you just sometimes got a little gangsta, got to get a little gangsta on it. Like <laughs> we're just, flopping around like little fairies and I'm like sometimes you just got to do it you know like gangsters don't apologize and overthink something they just do it <laughs> so I'm like <laughs> yeah. like I activate my inner gangster all the time and I'm just like you know what yo like just do it and so like mm-hmm. as much as like all of the beautiful spiritual teachings like help me so much and help so many people sometimes you just got to do it and you just got to kind of like pull up your pants and, and make stuff happen. And, and I think that, that sometimes people are like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, like put on your beanie, bust out some rap music and do this thing, you know? And um, that's a big aspect of what drives me too, is just being like the leader, the strong one, just do it. Um, so as much as like, yeah, I'm set up with beautiful depth and intention. Like I also have a pretty gritty side of me. That's just like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to rock this. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And I imagine there are certain people who are like, I totally get that. And then there's, a, <laughs> I love it. And then those of us who are like, can I get some more of that, please? <laughs> can I get some more? I'll take a little more gangster, gangster please. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, wow. This feels so good. Um, yeah, this feels so good in terms of seeing how your path is unfolding, which really is actually leading me to get really excited to ask you these next questions because, um, yeah, I want, I want people to know more about you and, and what's currently lighting you up and, 
and uh, where they can get in touch with you. So are you ready to pivot? Are you ready to go to these my, my closing questions? Let's pivot, baby. All I right. love our talk, though. I love, I love just sharing little stories about synchronicity, too, and omens. And that was really fun. Thank mm-hmm. you. Oh, you're welcome. And there's always so much more to say. And, and mm-hmm. I, I just, it's awesome, though, how it always comes full circle in some way. Um, yeah. So, okay. My first question for you, who is a source of inspiration for you and why? I love that. Um, what feels most present right now, because I just saw her last week, is a friend of mine named Maggie. And um, the way that she operates in the world and the way that she is, just her being, is kind of unlike any other person I've ever met all over the planet. She just seems to embody this combo pack of like fierceness and angelic love and patience and curiosity that it's like those four that I just, I'm like always in shock whenever I'm around her, whether it's for an hour or a full day, I'm always just like, wow, like this human really embodies what she teaches. And, and it's like one thing when you're around someone and it's like, yeah, they're doing it, but she's just like on fire with her being. And and it really is an inspiration to me that she's just, she's on, like it's on and she's here to live each day um, full on. And that inspires me when people are just, they blow you out of the water with the way that they just are, the way they treat people. And yeah, she inspires me a lot lately. Mm, that is a beautiful testament to a, to a friend of yours. And what a lucky, well, you both are lucky, obviously. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> what goodness in that that pair. Um, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I love when guests offer up like a, a personal, like a person they know, right? I think that's, that's so beautiful. Uh, what place or activity most inspires you right now? Oh, I like that one. So up over here on the West side, um, I live kind of on the cusp of Venice and Santa Monica and there are, I don't know if you're familiar with the Venice canals, Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I love to walk there because mm. it reminds me of a lot of different things. Like it makes me feel, um, whenever I'm surrounded by beauty, I just feel the best, right? So I, I feel surrounded by beauty. I feel inspired um, in my work to get to a place where I could host retreats and, and friends and people in a beautiful home in a place like that. And the calmness there also is just really nourishing for me. So that's where I've been going lately to just walk and walk my dog Cooper and just kind of be present in this kind of like this little vortex of heaven. (laughs) Awesome. That's beautiful. Um, I I love Venice. I love the Venice canals. And anytime I'm there, it's like I walk by and I like look in people's windows (laughs) and I just, I mean, it's like I I just for a minute and it's as if I'm watching a movie or, you know, it's like, I'm, Oh, it's just gorgeous. You know, it, it feels good to me. It feels good to my whole body. I'm like, mm, I feel yummy there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. How about a favorite book? Um, is there a favorite book that is either, either currently or that you've read in the past that has um, been inspiring to you? Yeah. So I always recommend this one. I just love it. Do you know Bruce Lipton? You study his work at all? The name sounds familiar, and yet I can't put, uh, I can't, I don't know why. So he is the bomb.com. So he is this cellular biologist who has done a fabulous job, in my opinion, of meshing science and spirit. 
So mm. his uh, book, one of his books called The Biology of Belief has been just a book that really blew my mind. I love when science and spirit can come together and, and prove a point. Mm. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's, that's my go-to. Like if someone asks me my favorite book, I'm like, yum, Bruce Lipton, get it now. <laughs> You may have just, you have another convert, I think. I'm going to go look that, I'm going to go check it out. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I don't let anyone borrow it. I usually just give away my books after I read them. And I'm like, nope, not that one. Sorry, friend, Amazon it. <laughs> I love it. Well, what are you currently working on or creating that is most inspiring to you? Hmm. So for my website, there's this thing called The Nest. Since my last name is Crow, it's very fitting. And it's a resource li library for creatives and entrepreneurs um, full of different things to help them out. And it's one thing to like verbally process the content, get it written out, but then to design it and make it look beautiful and digestible and fun for people. So that's what I've been working on creatively lately and just adding in, in different resources and things that I, I hear are needed from my, my friends that are entrepreneurs or, or clients of mine. And it's just it's inspiring. I'm like, am I an artist? I always feel like I'm an artist whenever I'm creating something beautiful online. <laughs> I'm not a graphic designer or anything, but it, it feels like a part of me when I create something and put it out into the online space. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm working on lately. That feels, feels all artistic mm -hmm. and innovative. Love it. Oh, beautiful. Well, now I'm imagining uh, many people are inspired to reach out to you because they've fallen in love with you and your energy. Uh, where can they find you? Well, I love you too, people of this amazing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everything's really easy to find online. Everything's my name, Libby Crow. So Instagram, Facebook, the website, it's all my name. Super easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Mm. Amazing. And I wish Amanda, I could say that about Amanda Johnson, except man, there are so many of us. I wasn't that lucky. <laughs> I know. I, I, I just wasn't that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so I found something else that had to be very enlivening and, and nourishing and to be honest, very synchronistic. It's kind of incredible how these things ultimately work out. So it, it's all, it's all good. It's all good in the hood. Um, so yes, LibbyCrow.com, Libby Crow on all of her social media. I mean, really go, if you, if you have, you need to see a picture of this girl if you haven't yet. She is, <laughs> ah, I mean, you can hear it in her voice and her picture says it as well. She is full of life energy and just joy. And, um, I really, you know, she walks her talk and she's out here and she's living a, a life of just doing it as she says. Um, and I love that you've had this recent experience to, to kind of, you know, point to and have a shift and a a whole new chapter in in a way um, that's going to just deepen your story of trusting, um, you know, trusting in your knowing and in, in this greater plan and how everything is leading up to this point. And I just think that's beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Thank you, love. And for, for hosting this beautiful container and this conversation, it was really nourishing for me. I feel delightful and you are just such a gift to so many people i acknowledge you and i appreciate you mm, thank you i received that <laughs> and we of course love and really appreciate all of you listeners and trust that you received exactly what you were meant to receive from this from this conversation and that we inspired something within you um, whether or not that was action or 
a question or curiosity or something, because of course the truth is we are merely reflections and we are reflecting back to you what is already within. And so that's the major, for me, one of the major gifts of life. And so you may turn to a podcast or to a book or to a friend or to a coach or to whomever. And, and ultimately they are simply reflecting back to you, the truth and the magnificence that already resides within. So please keep that in mind. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Being Inspired Radio Show, and be on the outlook for my book coming up. I'll do a shameless plug, um, Becoming Enough, and it should be released this April. And if you haven't already, you can come on over to my website, amandajohnson.tv, to learn more, sign up for updates, get your copy. I'd love for you to read it and let me know what you think. So... Yeah. Thank you again, Libby, for being here. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. Until next time, many blessings.